might. Thank you. How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? This is The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. And welcome to this Tuesday edition of The Riley and Kimmy Show. If you're listening to the day it's uploaded, it's a June 13th, episode number 1274. Right next to me is... Janet! I got one name! Janet! Hello, everybody! Hello, everybody! 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 Hi there. I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. That's true. And right next to me is Kimmy. You don't know how much I've missed all of you. And I promise you I'll never desert you again. You see, this is my life. It always will be. There's nothing else. Just us. And the cameras. And those wonderful people out there in the dark. Kimmy, are you ready for your close-up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, zooming in now. Thank you for joining us on this episode of The Riley and Kimmy Show. If this is, by the way, happens to be your very first time listening to us, we offer a daily variety talk show where we talk about nerd things, and I mean all nerd things, not just one subject matter. We focus on the world of nostalgia and retro, but still talk about current things as well. Tell your friends about us. Help the show grow. We have uh, well links to social media right on our on our website, and we'd love you to follow us. It helps the show grow. Also, share those uh, links like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and others. Also, on our website, we have celebrity interviews. We have videos, photos, nerd links, nerd news, too, and much more. And you can also find out where the Riley and Kimmy show will be on the road next. On the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. That's right. You can find out where we will be on the event page on our website. And what is our web address, Kimmy? RileyandKimmy.com. Kimmy, question we have for you on this Tuesday. Are you able and willing to play nerd and pop culture trivia? Of course. For those joining us for the very first time, we have jumbled up the timeline. It is not in linear or chronological order. We'll be asking Kimmy some questions from that. Now, if you think uh, she might be missing one or about to miss one or need some help, feel free to shout out your answers. Yell at your laptop, desktop, smartphone, whatever computing device you're listening to the Riley and Kimmy show on. Could be anything because you can take us anywhere on planet Earth. We are mobile. We are global. Tell your friends that you have uh, something else to take to work with you, or take home, or take to class, or or wherever. That's right. Hear us anywhere on planet Earth. That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. It is a Tuesday, June 13th. I hope that 13 is a lucky day for you, Kimmy. Now, the question I have is just not even a trivia question. I'm just kind of curious. Does the number 13 freak you out? Are you okay that it is a Tuesday, June 13th? Or is that like, ooh, it's 13, bad? No, I'm fine with that. You're, you're okay? Mm-hmm. What about like the 13th floor of a building? you have any problem with that? You, that 13 thing does not affect you in any shape, form? No. Anything. So you're not like one of my weird former vice presidents of programming I used to work for, right? Mm-mm. Up in Chicago. He was like, oh, it's 13. <laughs> Watch out. 
Yeah, he'd freak out. Sometimes, just to be cruel, I would switch the time or the clocks. Like in his office, he had a digital clock. You could switch it to like military time, where it'd be thirteen hundred. Mm. You know, oh yeah, that 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 go. Oh, he didn't find that funny. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I was evil. Okay, Kimmy, moving over to the very first question. It was on this date. Pritzi's Honor was released. The movie. Two-part question. Tell me the year. Within five years, Pritzi's Honor was released in theaters. And tell me one of the stars. 1985? You get it exactly right. Wow. Exactly right. I mean, exactly. Now, name one of the stars. Jack Nicholson? That's correct. Can you name one of the female stars or not? You've already got the question. We're not going to... No. It was Kathleen Turner and Mm. Angelica Houston in that. Have you seen that movie? Mm, I don't recall. All right. It was on this date, Kimmy. Ice cream was served to General George Washington by the wife of Alexander Hamilton. Ice cream being served in 1789. Mm. I bet it was melting fast. Mm. Think about it. It is June... It is warm. There's no air conditioning. And hmm. you have ice cream. Eat it quickly. Okay, moving over to something else happening on this date in history. 1825, Walter Hunt patented the safety pin. Then he sold the rights for $400. Now, 1825, $400 is a lot of money, but still, I don't know if that was a wise thing to have done. Hmm. It was on this date, 1912. Captain Albert Berry made the first successful parachute jump from an airplane in Jefferson, Mississippi. Can't imagine doing that in that time period. Aircraft is not that old, and you're jumping out of the thing. It was on this date in 1920. (laughs) I'm not kidding here. They actually had to have a ruling on this, Kimmy. 1920 makes me wonder how many people tried this. In the year 1920, the United States Post Office Department ruled that children may not be sent by parcel post. (laughs) Can you imagine putting stamps on somebody? Well, Junior, you're going on a ride. (laughs) I don't know. Did they try to put him in the mailbox? Did they take him up to the... You know, in the post office. How did that work? Did they put the little flag out in the box and it was like mm. Snoopy when you open up the mailbox and, you know, Snoopy pops out? You know, he, yeah. he does. Did the kid pop out? Ready to go? I don't know. But they actually had to have a ruling on that. Hmm. The year is 1922. Charlie Osborne started the longest attack of hiccups. He, he hiccuped over 435 million times before stopping. He died. Who counted that? I have no idea. He died in 1991, 11 months after his hiccups ended. Mm. Question, how did it stop? I don't know. Did somebody go, boo? Did they use the bag thing? <laughs> what, what, you know, what's the longest you've ever hiccuped for? Did you ever go for a long period of time? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. Well, definitely not 435 million mm. times, right? No. Next person, Kimmy, Aviator. Tell me who it is. The year is 1927. This Aviator is honored with a ticker tape parade in New York City for setting a world's record. Who is it? Lindbergh. That's right, Kimmy Charles Lindbergh. The year is 1960. The Dinosaurs recording group peaks at number 59 on the Pop 100 with this song about a cartoon character. Well, you 
Yes, about the comic strip character Allie Oop. Did you ever read Allie Oop? No. All right, 1960, that was a, well, sort of hit. It broke the, the Hot 100 at number 59 is where it peaked. The year is 1964. Tell me the name of this recording group. They released this song in the United States, this single. Tell me who it is, Kimmy. But this time is different. Nineteen sixty-four. Who released that? I don't know. That's the Rolling Stones. Tell me, you're coming back. Moving over to something else happening on this date in history. It was nineteen sixty-six. The landmark Miranda versus Arizona decision was issued by the United States Supreme Court. Well, one thing it would affect is pop culture. You would start hearing cops doing things. They would start reading your rights, Kimmy. The decision of that ruling was that criminal suspects had to be informed of their constitutional rights before being questioned by police. They would really focus on that in the first uh, return of Dragnet in 1967. They would have a couple of episodes where they make reference to that. It was on a date in 1967. General Thorogood Marshall was nominated by President Lyndon Johnson to become the first black justice on the United States Supreme Court. It was 1967. This group releases this song, it reached number three on the U.S. R&B chart and number six on the Pop 100. Tell me the name of the group. Here is your clue. Is that recording group, Kimmy? I don't know. That's the Temptations with You're My Everything. It was on this date, Kimmy, 1969. Mick Taylor joins this band as Brian Jones's replacement. Who is he? Or who is the band? Rolling Stones. That's correct. 1969, that happened. It was on his date, 1970. Christine McVie releases a solo album, then announces her retirement from music. Does she stay retired? The year's 1970. No. That's correct. Impossible music trivia for you, Kimmy, even though this is a number one hit in Britain and a number three hit in the United States and number one in other parts of the world at the time. I don't think you'll be able to tell me the recording artist, but we'll see if you can. Here is the song. Tell me who recorded it. In the summertime when the weather is high, you can stretch right up and touch the sky. When the weather's fine, you got women, you got women on your mind. Have a drink, have a drive, go out and see what you can find. If a daddy's rich, take her out for a meal. If a daddy's poor, just do what you feel. Speed along the lane, you can turn or return to 25. In the summertime, 1978 peaks. Tell me who recorded that, Kimmy, with impossible trivia. I don't know. That's Mungo Jerry. By the way, that song took 10 minutes to write, just 10 minutes to write, and then it would become one of the biggest selling singles of all time, selling more than 30 million copies. Wow. Yes. 
It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1970. This group's album, Let It Be, goes number one and stays number one for four weeks. Who is the group? The Beatles. 1970, on this date, this single goes number one and stays number one for two weeks. Tell me the recording group who had The Long and Winding Road as a hit. The Beatles. That's right. They had both of those big hits. The album and a single going on at the same time. It was on his date in 1975. He made his last television appearance to sing Imagine. Who is the recording artist? John Lennon. That's correct. 1975. That happened. Give me the year, Kimmy, within five years. Deborah Harry of Blondie and Meatloaf have a film together. It's called Roadie. It premieres on this date. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yes, those two together. Um... 1979? You get it. It was 1980 that happened. It was controversial in its day. Still a bizarre thing that happened. 1981, Tom Snyder interviews Charles Manson on Tomorrow. Did you see that by chance? Mm, No. Mm -mm. Moving over to something else happening on this date in history, Kimmy. Space, the final frontier. Kimmy, it was on this date. I want the year, or actually, now I'll give you the year. The year is 1983. The unmanned United States space probe, this one, becomes the first spacecraft to leave the solar system. It was launched March 1972. The first close-up images of Jupiter were done by this space probe. What's the name of the space probe that left the solar system? I don't know. Pioneer 10. 1988, this person releases this song. Identify the recording artist. Helping us all to remember what we came here for. The year's 1988. Tell me the name of that former Beatle who released the song This Is Love. George Harrison? That's correct, Kimmy. The year's 1989. Jerry Lee Lewis got a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was 1989. The movie License to Kill. The 16th James Bond film premieres in London. The year, once again, 1989. Kimmy, who played James Bond in that 1989 movie, License to Kill? I don't know. It was a person who replaced Roger Moore. Can you do it? I don't know. It was Timothy Dalton, who, by the way, I think would be more accepted today after the the uh, years have went by with James Bond, with the films that you love now, Kimmy, who plays James Bond, Daniel Craig. I think the Timothy Dalton versions would be accepted. They were more edgy, and I think because of that, because people were more used to a light-hearted and all the quick one-liners, things of Roger Moore time, they just weren't ready for the darker more edgier Bond, which Timothy Dalton's was. It was on this date in 1989. The Detroit Pistons won their first NBA title. They beat the L.A. Lakers in four games. 
It was on his date, 1994. Second baseman Ryan Sandberg retires due to poor play. He forfeits $15.7 million of his $25 million contract. What team was he on in 1994, Kimmy? Chicago Cubs. That's correct. 1984, a jury in Anchorage, Alaska, found the Exxon Corporation and Captain Joseph Hazelwood to be reckless in the Exxon Valdez oil spill. 1995, Alanis Morissette released the album Jagged Little Pill. 2000, Samuel L. Jackson is honored with a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It was 2008, actor Bill Murray divorces costume designer Jennifer Butler due to abuse and infidelity after 10 years of marriage. Moving over to notable and celebrity birthdays, Ralph Edwards, born on this date, 1913, died at the age of 92 in 2005. He was an American radio and television host and radio producer and television producer, best known for his radio and TV game shows, Truth or Consequences, and This Is Your Life. One of the cool things Edwards did was he hired Bob Barker, who at the time was a popular West Coast radio and TV personality, on December 21st, 1956, to host the Truth or Consequences show. He discovered Bob Barker hearing his radio show on his car radio, leaving the studio. And he thought he was perfect for him. Next person, Kimmy, born 1926, died at the age of 55 in 1982. Identify who this person is. Here is your audio clue, Kimmy. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings in a single bound. Look! Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No! It's Superman! Up, up, and away! My favorite episode of that TV show with that actor uh, of him you know being in the the show can you tell me the name of the actor Paul Lind That's right and can you tell me the name of the TV show where he played Superman actually Bewitched That's right I don't know how they pulled that off actually back then you know with the mm. uh, the comic book company and stuff like that but they did he's in there and he becomes Superman and it is it is very funny especially if you take you know what time period it was from now Paul Lynn besides being Uncle Arthur was also into voicing things he was Templeton the uh, the rat in uh, Charlotte's Web and he was also the hooded claw in the perils of Penelope Pitstop and he was also on a game show Kimmy from 1968 to 1991 what was the game show he was the center square um that would be Hollywood Squares. And that's right. And by the way, Richard Dawson would kind of imitate him on Match Game. If you watch on Buzzer TV, you can see Richard Dawson will do this from time to time with answers and stuff. He actually imitates Paul Lynn. Hmm. They, they, they just do that. I mean, it was kind of funny, uh, actually, when you think about it. Next person, Kimmy, known for this TV show. Tell me the TV show. Tell me the name of that TV show this person is known for. Yeah, Sesame Street. That's right. We learned to count with that one there. Bob McGrath having a birthday today. Born in Ottawa, Illinois. He's 85, and he played Bob 
on Sesame Street. Hmm. Back in July of 2016, Sesame Street Workshop announced that McGrath would no longer be part of the show. They wouldn't, well, they weren't having him for the 47th season at that time because they were retooling the series, but they did say that McGrath would continue to represent them at public events. And then there was an outcry and people kind of got upset and Sesame Street Workshop later announced that they would bring him back. Uh, but uh, my knowledge, they have not done so. Mm. Maybe, maybe not. I love Bob. I think he's cool. Mm-hmm. He's having a birthday today. He is 85. So if you can identify this actor, Kimmy, having a birthday, tell me how old he is within five. He is perhaps best known for the movie A Clockwork Orange in 1971. Cat People, he played uh, one of them who had that cat thing going on. Uh, he was, a, you know, the other brother-sister thing going on there, and he was one of the cat cat people. He was in Star Trek Generations as an evil person in 1994, and he was in the remake of Halloween in 2007 and its sequel in 2009, Halloween 2, and he's been at Spooky Empire at least maybe twice at a horror convention in Orlando. Who is he? Can you tell me who he is? Kind of looks like Sting. Yeah, I can't recall his name. Come on, you can do it. He kind of looks like Sting. I know, I can see him. I can't think of his name. It's Malcolm McDowell having a birthday today. How old is he? Within five. 82. He is 74 today, Kimmy. Next person is known for this TV show. Please identify the TV show the moment you can. Um, the Waltons? That's correct, Kimmy. He's known for that show. He's best known for playing John Boy Walton. They say goodnight to him a lot. Tell me his name. The actor. Can't do it. Was a household name for a while. Mm-hmm. Even did some made-for-TV movies, too. Mm-hmm. Even tried to play a killer in one of them, mm-hmm. by the way. Mm-hmm. It's Richard Thomas, who's having a birthday today. He is 66. Next person, a comedian and actor known for being on this TV show. Tell me the name of the TV show, Kimmy. Let's see if she can identify the TV show he's known for. Can you tell me it? Home Improvement? That's right. From 1991 to 1999, he starred on that, and he also was the voice of Buzz Lightyear. To infinity and beyond! Who is it, Kimmy? Tim Allen. That's correct. How old is Tim Allen today? Within five. Uh, 54. He, wow. He would hug you, Kimmy. Tim Allen today is 64 years old. Next person, see if you can identify her with these clues, some movies she has been in. She's an actress. She is known as one of the Brat Pack. She was in The Breakfast Club in 1985, St. Elmo's Fire in 1985, 
This should be the clue that does it, Kimmy. War Games. She was the love interest. Can you tell me who it is? Allie Sheedy. That's right. How old is she within five? Uh, 55. That's correct, Kimmy. Exactly right. 55. Next person known for, well, she's been in a couple of movies, and she's known for a TV show that just got canceled, Kimmy. Just got canceled. Will not be back for next season. See if you can tell me the name of the TV show. Tell me the name of the TV show. Two Broke Girls. All right. This is one of the stars. She was in the movie Thor 2011 and Thor The Dark World 2013. She was a, you know, there's a comedic relief. Who is she? Um. Who is it, Kimmy? Cat. Yes. Cat. You give up? Mm Mm-hmm. Kat Dennings having a birthday today. How old is she within five? 36. She's 31 today. The Olsen twins, Kimmy, having a birthday. How old are they within five? Um, 40. They're 31. Tell me the names of the Olsen twins, their first names. Can you do that? Ashley. That's correct. And no. Mary Kate. Okay. Moving over to another section of trivia. I see dead people. It is Notable Deaths, 1987. Geraldine Page, actress, died at the age of 62. She was in film, television, and stage. An eight-time Academy Award nominee. She won the Academy Award for Best Actress for her performance as Carrie Watts in The Trip to Bountiful from 1985. It was 1989. This person passed away, Kimmy. She is best known for her starring role on a puppet show, that ran in the 40s to the 50s and then kind of resurrected a little bit different. It was part of the CBS Children's Film Festival, introducing international children's films from 1967 to 1977. I despise this thing, by the way. Those are horrible. Yes, I mean, they were awful. Can you tell me the name of those puppets and her? Sherry Lewis? No, it's not Sherry Lewis. It was Fran Allison with Kukla, Fran, and Ollie. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah, she passed away on this date, 1989. Next person passed away on this date, 1993. Deke Slayton died at the age of 69, one of the original NASA Mercury 7 astronauts. He was the docking module pilot from the 1975 Apollo Soyuz project. And that was at the age of 51 at the time. He was the oldest person to fly in space. That title would go away to others, eventually being claimed by John Glenn. And by the way, if you want to read some material that is great about Deke's experiences, check out the book Deke from 1994, U.S. Manned Space from Mercury to the Shuttle. It's a fantastic book. I really like that. It's, you know, it's, it's really cool. And he also helped out with, uh, there's there's discrepancy. He is titled as co-author with uh, Alan Shepard's book, but he was he had passed away before the book was even published, so some say he didn't have that much to do with it. It was This person passed away 2008 at the age of 58. He appeared more than 16 years as the longest-serving moderator of NBC's Meet the Press. Who was it? 
Can you do it? Mm. I can't recall his name. He was a senior vice president at NBC News at the time of his death. That is Tim Russert, who died at the mm. age of 58 on this date in history. Next person, Kimmy, died at the age of 81, 2010, an American country music singer, television host, actor, businessman, best known as a creator of a certain sausage brand. But he had a huge hit that crossed from country to top 40, a number one hit from 1961. See if you can tell me who this mystery person is. Big John. Big John. Every morning at the mine you could see him arrive. He stood six foot six and weighed 245. Kind of broad at the shoulder and narrow at the hip. And everybody knew you didn't give no lip to Big John. Big John. Big John. Big bad John. Jimmy, can you identify that person who had that hit on the country charts and the top 40 at the same time, number one, 1961? No, I can't. That's Jimmy Dean, who passed away on this date, 2010. You know, the Jimmy Dean sausage and stuff. Yeah, he was huge in the world of entertainment. Jimmy, I think you did a fantastic job on this Tuesday with trivia. We're going to honor something we talked about. Radio Riley and Kimmy show. Anytime we go back in time and honor the golden age of radio, we take that opportunity. We spoke about Geraldine Page dying on this date. Actress, she passed away in 1987. And we have an example of her golden age of radio work, too. She did, she did a lot of golden age of radio performances. We have a fantastic example of that with Ethan Frome. That's the episode title from 1953. Here's Geraldine Page on the Riley and Kimmy Show. From New York, where the American stage begins, NBC presents Best Plays, transcribed with John Chapman. Best Plays, a series of hour-length dramas selected from the outstanding successes of the New York stage. Now, John Chapman, drama critic of the New York Daily News, is here to introduce Geraldine Page and Ethan Frome by Owen and Donald Davis. Mr. Chapman. Thank you, and greetings, audience. One of our two best playwrights of this best play is Owen Davis. The other, his son, Donald Somewhere there may have been, or may still be, a frustrated dramatist who has written more plays than Owen Davis and has stored them in a trunk. But nobody has ever approached Owen's records for plays produced on Broadway. He can't remember exactly how many, so he puts the number at more than 300. They have ranged from popular melodramas like Her First False Step, shows that were quickly but expertly knocked together for William A. Brady and Al Woods, to the Pulitzer Prize play Icebound. Davis is a New Englander from way back. In fact, way back before the Mayflower, his forebears were on the stern and rock-bound coast. So it was not unnatural for him to see play possibilities in Edith Wharton's fine New England novel, Ethan Frome. And with his son, he set to work upon it. The play was one of the most distinguished productions of its season on Broadway, and it enhanced the acting careers of Raymond Massey, Pauline Lord, and Ruth Gordon. The star of our own performance is Geraldine Page, a young actress of exceptional quality. She'll be playing the role of Mattie, 
With her as Ethan Frome will be Carl Weber, and as Ethan's wife, Zenobia, we are happy to have Evelyn Varden. The drama concerns the winter hibernation of New England farmers, and the scene is the Frome farmhouse in the bitter chill of northern New England. Harmon Gow, pounding on the door of Ethan Frome's little farmhouse. Harmon has a young man from the city with him, and the two of them are stamping and flailing their arms to keep warm, for it is a cold winter night in Starkfield, Massachusetts, and there's a bitter, chill wind cutting through the very fabric of their clothing. Yep. Ethan? Yep. This young fella here, Ethan, is a visitor. Got to drive over to Corbury and back tonight. Yep. Can you take him, Ethan? Nope. Pay a whole dollar. Why didn't you get somebody up in the village to do it? Well, they all said it was too cold, Mr. Frome. But Harmon told you that cold or no cold, Ethan Frome would need the dollar. Is that it? Well, all right. I'll take you. Wait there. Ethan Frome needs the dollar. And cold or no cold, Ethan Frome does not invite the man into his house. No outsider is allowed inside, for Ethan has kept to himself ever since one night 20 years ago. All that most of the people in the village know is that 20 years ago, something terrible, something terrifying happened to Ethan Frome. 20 years ago, when Ethan was 28 years old, it started in the kitchen of this same farmhouse. Ethan. What is it, Zena? Listen to this from out of the mail order catalog. Energex vibrator, new type, tones up the system, beneficial in the treatment of all deep-seated complaints. If my complaints ain't deep-seated, I don't know what is. Mm. You don't care if your wife's ailing, do you? How much does that thing cost? Twenty-two ninety-five. How'd they pay for it? Oh. Carl's bound to starve long before pasturing time. We could sell her and get the Energex vibrator. Are you listening, Ethan? Nope. I ain't. The doctor says I won't live if you don't take better care of me. Mrs. Frome, he says, you see it, Ethan gets you a hired girl. I don't want you should wear your... Fifty times, I won't have any hired girl here. Now, Ethan, Natty ain't a hired girl. She's my cousin. She's coming all the way up here just to help me in my last sickness. Besides, the poor girl ain't got no place else to go. You, you can't turn her out, Ethan. My own flesh and blood. And to be in my cousin, of course, we won't have to pay her wages. Well, I can't do it. And I won't. Well, she's coming just the same, Ethan, and you just got to let her stay. The doctor says I just got to have somebody here. Ah, the doctor. She can do the housework without it costing you anything. Just a spare room and three meals a day. I'll see that's all she gets, Ethan, and I'll see it she earns. Uh, she won't be no good to us. Mm, she's got to be good, because she needs this place. She was working in the shoe mills for a while, and she had a job in one of them big department stores down there to Willimantic, but she didn't have much gumption, because her health would keep breaking down, and she'd keep on getting fired until now she just can't get a job. She needs this place. 
Sounds promising. Oh, here she is. Come in. Come in. Hello. You must be Ethan. Hey, yep. Got him. You go along home. I'll put up the sorrow. So you're Mercy. How are you, Zena? <laughs> My, just look at all them trees and all out there. My, it's real pleasant. Uh, How'd you say you was feeling, Zena? How do I look like I was feeling? Well, of course, I don't know how you're used to looking, Zena. And from the way you went on about it in your letters, <laughs> well, I just don't know what all I expected. <laughs> so I guess she ain't as bad off as you might be. Oh, look here, I brought you something. I made it myself. It's molasses candy. <laughs> molasses candy. Oh, I guess it ain't so very good. Well, Mattie... Oh, I'm awful glad to see you, Zena. You will have to start right in, Mattie. I got that shooting pain so bad I won't be able to help you much this evening. Oh, I ain't a bit tired. I just want to look outside once more. Oh, it's so nice here. Don't they ever close doors down to Willamantic? Oh, awful sorry. I thought maybe you'd like it open. Before. Why, it's spring out. It's cold. Now, look, Matty, you might as well know right from the start, you come here to work same as a hired girl, except, of course, we can't afford to pay you anything, but seeing you're my blood cousin, we'll treat you right as long as you behave yourself. And uh, I'll see if Ethan takes you and fetches you from the church sociables once a month, and, of course, you live here and uh, eat same as us. Supper ready? It'll be in a minute, Ethan. I've just been instructing, Matty. Zena, I'm beholden to you. And I want you to tell me just everything you want me to do. You might get supper. Oh. Oh, you got it started already, ain't you? Do, ain't it? It looks all right. I mean, I think the stew's about done all right, ain't it? <laughs> it was all right last night. Well, you know how to get it onto a plate, don't you? <laughs> well, I guess so. Now, the dishes... Uh, where are the dishes? Never mind, I'll do it. Oh, no, no, I'll do it. I've got it. Yes, I'm not much help. I guess not. Oh, I'll carry them to the table. I ain't up to eating much, but I would like you to bring me something, if you don't mind. Oh, well, I thought you'd be coming to the table, Zena. I'm awful sorry. I ain't up to moving a muscle. Well, here. You I... don't look much like a good worker, Matty. I'm terrible sorry. I want you should be pleased with me, Zena. You see, I got to stay. I just got to. Well, I don't know. What do you think, Ethan? She don't look much on housework. Well, he ain't a fretter, anyhow. Oh, thank you, Ethan. It's all right, girl. It's all right. <clears throat> Let's see. Inside the hall. I'm just waiting. Another time, this fella. Come to every sociable for the past six months. Wait outside till Matty's through. Go on in. Nicest sociable the church gave all year. I'll wait here. Yeah, suit yourself. I'm going home. Night, Ethan. Night. Ruthie, you see your father looking for you? Sure. That's why I came out. He makes me sick, always following us around, watching us like a hawk. It ain't as if we wasn't going to be married. Oh, who's that? Well, it's only Ethan. Hello there, Ethan. 
Hello, Ethan. Hello, Ruth. Ned, why aren't you dancing, Ethan? Oh, Ethan don't dance. He always waits out here like he wasn't wanted or something, don't you, Ethan? Want me to tell Maddie you're here? Nope. I'll wait. She'll be along presently. She's dancing with Dennis Edie. She and Dennis seem pretty took with each other. Oh, Ruthie, come on. Your old man will be coming out. Better hurry up if you want to go home with me instead of him. All right, Ned. Uh, night, Ethan. If you see the old man, don't tell him you see us. Oh, he won't. He knows how it is. Don't you, Ethan? So long. Night. Had to run. Oh, Ethan. Dennis. I was looking for you, Ethan. I am. Yeah. Uh, would you mind if I was to take Maddie home? Yes, I would. I've got the old man's cutter waiting down there. Thought maybe she could take a little ride. We won't be long. Nope. I'll see if she gets home safe. Nope. Oh. Well, look. Why don't you come along, too? Nope. Hey, Matty, see if you can't make Ethan come along with us for a little ride in the old man's cutter. It's getting kind of late, Matty. You coming with me? Because if you want to stay and go with him, I guess I can't stop you. Come on, Matty, I'll take you home. Ethan won't mind. Will you, Ethan? Yes, I will. But it's up to her. Oh, come on, Ethan. Be a good sport. Can't you? You was young once yourself. You go in with him, Matty. I... Goodbye, Dennis. I hope you have a lovely ride. Well, all right. Maybe next time, huh? Come on, Maddie. Night, Dennis. Huh. If I'd known you was going to be put out about it, I would never stay late, Ethan. I ain't put out. Come on, if you're coming. All right, Ethan. I guess you've got a right to go home with him, if you want. That's what makes me so mad. Well, you have. You thinking I want to be going home with him. Don't you suppose I know what walking two miles through the snow into Stotsfield and back ain't much fun for you after a day's work around the farm? And you wouldn't walk it anyways if Zena didn't make you do it. I might. Would you? I don't mind the walk. Don't you, Ethan? Nope. Lately, I, I've been getting so I kind of like it. So do I. I like it an awful lot. It's kind of lonesome out to the farm. Don't it, though? I think I like it in a way a while. It's real nice, all right, ain't it? Zena ain't a whole lot of company when she's feeling low. No, she ain't. Uh, not that I blame her. Oh, no, Ethan. No. Well, it, it's a great night out tonight, all right? Ain't it? Ain't it just... I ain't a mite cold. Are you, Ethan? Me? No. I was thinking... It's so pretty up here on the hill. Them lights down yonder. I don't know if there'd be any harm in setting a while. Don't know as there would. Here's a nice place. This fallen tree here. Ah. Ah, this is a nice place. They go coasting down this hill. I know. You know something, Ethan? I ain't never been coasting. Not once in my life. Oh. Well, would you like to go sometime? Oh, would I? You just asked me. Well, we'll go tomorrow night. You know, Ned, Hale, and Ruth Bonham, they went down together and we was all watching. And all of a sudden... What happened? Oh, well, nothing, but almost. And you should have seen why they come just as close to running right plumb into that big tree down there and getting themselves killed. 
That that big black elm down there at the bend. You see it over there? Well, Ned, he ain't so much on steering. But, uh, <laughs> I guess it's, uh, I could take you down all right. I guess you wouldn't have to be afraid with me. No. Don't guess the word. Ain't it? Not the stars out tonight. Ain't oh, there? ain't there just. Don't it seem like there's most a million of them? Yeah, the more than that. What do you know? Yeah. See, see that one, that big fella there to the right. Oh yeah. I think they call him Aldebaran oh, or some such. They do. Yeah. And that bright one, that that's Orion. Oh. And that bunch of little ones. <laughs> no, no, over there. Oh. Uh, you see, mm. swarming about there. Mm-hmm. They call them the Pleiades. They do well. Gory, you know an awful lot, don't you, Ethan? Oh, How'd you ever come to find it all out? That pretty near a year in Worcester, down there oh? to the Technological College. You did? Yeah. Well. But about the time I got acclimated, the old man died, and I had to get back and take care of the farm. That was too bad. Yeah. And then my mother died. Zena took care of her, didn't she, Ethan? Right. Zena hmm. was always a great hand for sickness and doctoring. she come over from the next valley to nurse mother. That was a long, long winter, that winter. I see. It gets pretty lonesome sometimes in the winter. Yes, it does, isn't it? Yep, pretty lonesome. Was that the same winter you got married? Yeah. Right after the funeral, Zena was packing to go along back home, but I got to thinking, if I didn't get somebody around here to talk to, I, I'd... Zena to stay and marry me. She did. That's all. I did. Sometimes I think I might never have done it if, if Mother died in the spring instead of the winter. So, you never got back to the college? No. Mm. And I wasn't there long enough to learn much to speak of, just enough to get me wondering about things once in a while. You know... I get to wondering once in a while myself about things, places, nice warm places mostly, like take down south. Hey, ever seen any pictures of them palm trees they have down there? No. Mighty pretty. Oh, it's just a magic. <laughs> well, for a good while there, I could call up the sight of them pictures easy. But these last couple of winters, the recollection's been getting kind of snowed under. Oh, my, it must be real nice to travel places. Yeah. I got as far down as Hartford once, and I didn't get tired traveling at all. I could have just kept right on going and going and going. Oh, dear. Glad you didn't. So am I. Now, I... I like it in your house, Ethan. Yeah. Still and all, I, I presume what folks say is only natural. What does folks say, Ethan? Mm, they say that sooner or later you'll be leaving us. Oh, Ethan. You mean Zena? You mean I don't suit her? Oh, Ethan, if Zena sends me away, I don't know where I go or what I do. Well, now, she'd only tell me what I don't do right. And you ought to tell me yourself, Ethan, from. You ought to tell me what to do unless you want me to go, too. Me want you to go. You well, ought to tell oh, me. No, 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 don't fret, Matt. Don't fret. All I was trying to say was folks are saying that sooner or later you might be wanting to leave us to get married. Married? 
Why, who'd want to go and marry me? Well, now, folks do marry. No getting away from that. So if you was to marry some fellow, why, it'd be natural you'd be leaving. Well, that's a mighty big if. Matty, where are you going, Matty? Oh. Well, well, wait up a second. Oh, oh say, Matt. You, you ain't crying. Of course I ain't. Why, Matt? Lots of folks would want to marry you. Well, I ain't noticed any great rush so far. Well, take now. I would, if I could. You would? You would? Oh, that's interesting, ain't it? Well, maybe you would, isn't it? But nobody else. Anyhow, you couldn't. No, I don't guess I could. But I, I mean, if I could, I would. I would, Mandy. Honestly. Left the light before. Well, Ethan, you don't suppose. No, no, no. She just forgot. They let me get the key from under the mat here. It's gone. The key's gone. Ethan. She always left it before. Well, she always left the light on before, uh, too. I'll light a match. Maybe the key's here. Oh, no, Ethan, it's no use looking. I know it ain't here. And it's so late. Oh, Ethan, we shouldn't have. Shouldn't have what, Matty? Lena, what are you doing up? I felt so poorly I couldn't sleep. Well, come in. Come in. That's if you want to come in, you too. Oh, getting a bit lightheaded lately, ain't you, Ethan? Hey, yeah. This is the third morning you've shaved this week. Oh, yeah. Sort of lippy, ain't it? Yes. Uh, mighty sharp this morning. Oh, you know what, Zini? I'd stay right under them blankets today if I was oh, you. Oh. I'll have Matty fetch the hot water bottle. If I had someone to take care of things proper, maybe I could stay in bed. Well, Matty will do for you, all right? Matty, I have to work twice as hard now as I ever did before. That's what's ailing me, following her around, showing her, watching over her. Well, now, Matty's willing enough. That's one sure thing. Oh, Come in, Matt. Why, Ethan, from, do you know it's about six o'clock? Breakfast's been ready for hours. Morning, Zena. Hey, Matt, fill up that hot water bottle there. Zena's gone and got herself a terrible chill this morning. I got my chill last night, getting out of a warm bed, going down them drafty stairs to open that door for you two in the middle of the night. Well, I'll fill the bottle. I'll be right back. Yes, that was my fault, Zena. I, I got gabbing with Ed Varnum about business, and first thing you know, I was late getting to the sociable to fetch Matty. You're sure that's why you were late? Sure. Well, Jotham's coming, and we're loading spruce and starting to haul over to Andrew Hale's place today. I guess I'm a little late getting started. I guess you're always late now. You shave every morning. Here you are, Zena. Here's the hot water bottle. Give it here. I'll do it myself. I'm terribly sorry about last night. It was just awful late, wasn't it, Yes. Well, it was all my fault every bit. I went and promised Dennis Edie the last dance, and he just wouldn't let me go. And poor Ethan there was waiting out in the cold. You're sure that's why you were late? Of course. You hear that, Ethan? I hear. 
I thought you had to get about your business, Ethan. Uh, well, I'll get there. Uh, you see to it that everything gets done, Matty, so Zena can rest easy. She ain't feeling quite up to snuff this morning. I'll be back in time to give you a hand around the house later on. Ethan, you tend to the hall and Matty will see to the housework. You want your breakfast now, Zena? I got it on the tray here. All that food. Just going to waste. Oh, you always say that, Zena. I guess whatever ails you, it ain't your appetite. <laughs> Matty. Yes, Zena. You've been leading quite a lot of dances with Dennis Eagle lately, ain't you? Oh, well, I don't know. I guess he dances a lot with most everybody. His father owns the stock for your grocery. I know. Dennis is quite a catch for some girl. My, I should say. I wouldn't stand in your way if he was ever to propose to you. <laughs> oh, my, why well, he would never do that. He might. If you was to give him the chance. Why, Gory, whatever put that into your head, Zena? I never thought of him that way at all. I don't like him. Paupers can't be choosy, Matthew. Oh, I'm not choosy, Zena. Honest, I'm not. Well, like I was saying to Ethan only last night, I said, nobody ain't never asked me yet, I said. And he said, well, if he wasn't married, he might ask me himself. Oh. So? Well, so, of course, I said... Well, saying that don't mean anything, but still in all, I said it's real nice of you to say it, and it was too, wasn't it? That's enough. Well, then what's the matter? Take my tray. Why are you looking that way, Zena? Take my tray. All right, all right, Zena. Now get out. Get out. Now, Matt. Matt, stop taking on so. What did Zena say to you? It ain't what she said, Ethan. It's... Oh, I'm so scared. Oh, Matt, I, I wouldn't take too much notice. You know how she is these cold mornings. Oh, Ethan. What she said to you? Nothing. It ain't nothing. If I was you, I wouldn't pay no never mind anything she says. I, I guess can't amount to much. Just don't take no notice of her at all. No. Don't take no notice of me at all. Zena. Yes, it's me. What you got your coat on for? Where, where you going, Zena? Why ain't you staying in bed? Matty, get out to the barn there and find Jotham right off and tell him I said he should hitch up the sorrel. You go along, Matty, and do like I say, and don't stand there gazing at Ethan, neither. Yes, I don't suppose you've got anything to say against Jotham hitching up the sorrel, Ethan? Jotham's got the sorrel hooked onto the sledge, waiting to haul the spruce on over to Andrew Hale's place. Is that... Oh, well, I need the sorrel. I'm catching the train to Betsbridge. Betsbridge? What did you want to go to Betsbridge for? To see that new doctor, that's what for. But you, you can't do that now, Zena. You, you know, we just ain't got the money to lay out for any new doctors. You can say that, and right this minute I got pains way down to my ankles and shooting back up through me like I was being stabbed. Zena, how are we going to pay the doctor anyway? Well, I got what's left of the car money. It ain't much, but it'll have to do, I suppose. But that's every cent we got in the world. You can't take that money, Zena. You, you just can't. Why, of course I can, Ethan. And now somebody will have to drive me over to the flat. Well, I just ain't got the time. I got to see Andrew Hale and, and try and get cash enough out of him to buy feed for the stock, or all them critters will die on us. I thought Andrew Hale didn't ever pay under three months. Well, he don't, as a rule. But I need it bad. I, I just got to get enough of the feed, anyhow. Well, Matty, did you tell Jotham to hitch up? Yes. Of course, you know, Ethan, I'll spend the night with Aunt Martha Pierce. 
There's only the one train up from Bettsbridge, so I don't figure I'll be back before tomorrow evening, if uh, then. Not that I'll be missed. I guess that you can get along fine without me. You and Matty. Act Two of Ethan Frome, starring Geraldine Page with Evelyn Barden and Carl Weber. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. Now, Act Two of the Best Plays production of Ethan Frome. Starring Geraldine Page with Evelyn Varden and Carl Weber. Matt? Yes, Ethan? Ain't that supper ready yet? I'm starving. Well, just a minute, Ethan. What you doing in there, Matty? I never you mind. Ah, Ethan. Oh, hello, Jaffa. Uh, it's in your way, Maddie. I just saw that before I got on down home. Who's that? It's only Jotham. Oh. Hey, Jotham. Did you bring in that thing? Uh, uh, yeah, Ethan. She's sitting by the door there. Is that just? Uh, yep. Brought you something, Matt. Well, what? Mrs. Andrew Hale, give it to me. Here. Smell. Why, my sake, that's apple cider, ain't it? Yeah, thought you might like it. Oh. Well, uh, it's gone long now. Irritating having me snooping around, getting under your feet when you get the big supper to handle, ain't it? Oh, Matty. not a bit, Jonathan. You stay in thaw out. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll be moving along in a minute. Sure, I ain't in your way here. Catch your death sitting around with that coat on, Jonathan. Oh. Oh, yeah, I'll take it off till I go. Here's the supper. Start. Oh, oh, yeah, I guess so. I'll be moving along in a minute. You just dig right in, Jotham. And you too, Ethan. You ain't asking me to stay for supper. <laughs> well, I fixed everything special. Oh, yeah, well, I'm just sure that I'm wanted you. No, I don't want to wear out my welcome. Mm-hmm. Pickles? Yeah, yeah. Pickles, Jotham? Yeah, don't mind if I do. Say, where'd you get that there pickle dish, Matty? Oh, up there in the cupboard. Never seen it before. Ain't never been used before. Oh, don't Gina like pickles? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do. (laughs) Me. And me. (laughs) (laughs) Say, this is a fine meal. This is just the most fun I I ever had at mealtime. Need some help with them dishes, Matty? No, thank you, Ethan. I can manage. That was a mighty fine supper, Matt. Oh, guess it wasn't so much. I could do even better than that another time. Ha, <laughs> ha. 
<laughs> Funny the way Jotham kept hanging around, waiting to be invited. Mm. <laughs> Funny the way he left soon as supper was over. Say, Matt, it's snowing. Oh? Suppose it'll interfere with Zena getting back tomorrow? Never can tell this time of year. Say, ain't this the night we was going coasting? Yes. But maybe it's too dark out. Yeah, yep. Uh, mighty peaceful tonight, ain't it, Matty? Hmm. Ain't it so? Yeah. Hurry up and set, Matt. As soon as I put the dishes up. I guess I'll pull my boots off. Oh, no, let me do it for you. No, Matt. You... You let me do for myself. Oh, I'm sorry, Ethan. I didn't mean... Matt. It's all right. Matt. Matt, that was real nice of you. And I... I didn't mean to complain. I... I guess I just ain't used to... Anyone doing for me? And, uh... Look, Matt, uh, I'll give you a hand there. No, no, you sat, Ethan. You just sat and I'll be through in a uh, jiffy. No, 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 here, I'll just... Oh! Ethan! Oh, Ethan! It's all right, It's Matt. broke, it's her pickle dish, it's all the pieces. Oh, Ethan, what'll she say? But you couldn't help it. She never meant it was to be used, even not ever. And I had to reach it down from the top shelf there, and she wanted to know why I did it. Oh, Ethan, what can I say? Uh, don't you say anything, Matt. I'll get another <gasps> one just like it over to Starkfield tomorrow. Oh, you can't. I know you can't. Nothing like it. I think it come from Zena's aunt, that one that married the minister all the way down to Philadelphia. Oh, Ethan, she hates me so. And she told me never to even touch anything of hers. She hates me, Ethan. And I'm scared of her. No, 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 Matt, don't fret. Uh, I'll pick up the pieces. Now, the chair. Uh, Matt, uh, was it here? Uh, right in the middle of this top shelf? Oh, what good's that going to do, Ethan? Well, I, I've arranged it. I'm making it look like it was all right. Oh. Yeah. Well, that don't look so bad, now does it? Well... Look, Matt. From here, that ain't half bad. And I, I'll get some glue at the Widow Homans tomorrow and, and stick them pieces together so... Like as not, she'd never take notice till spring cleaning time. Oh, Ethan, she don't never miss a thing. Well, no. No, she don't miss much. That's a fact. Still and all, it don't look half bad from here, Ethan. And being as she won't be back till tomorrow... Uh... I guess there ain't no use worrying tonight. No. I guess there ain't. All right, Ethan. Let's don't think about it anymore. I've been looking forward a lot. All day I've been... Well, I had been thinking about the thing but this evening. Me neither, Ethan. I've been most of the day fixing up my one and only. That dress. It's pretty... Oh, them doodobs is all coming off. I what I'd ever do if they did. Oh, now that dish don't look so bad now, does it, Ethan? I mean, considering. <laughs> oh, uh, Ethan. What did she say to you up there this morning before I come up? Oh, no, he wasn't going to talk about it. Well. She'll be back here this time tomorrow. 
rocking away, creaking and whining. Ethan, I promise. I ain't going to even think about it once more tonight. I wish that morning train be buried in 50 feet of snow. Oh, Ethan, that's awful. It ain't right you should talk like that. Still and all, I bet some of them drifts over there to the flats is 50 feet easy. Oh, now, ain't it funny, Ethan, how all the things you ain't supposed to talk about is way by far the most fascinating. Seems so. My. Still snowing, ain't it? Yeah. Oh, my. Ethan. Hmm? You know what? It's most nine o'clock. Oh, no. No, Matt, it ain't. Well, it, it is. It can't be already. Look. Oh, my, don't it just go to show how the time flies? You ain't going to bed, Matt. Well, my. I guess it's time, all right. Of course, I ain't a mite sleepy. Are you? No. Still, suppose I ought to be going up now. Don't go, Matt. Don't go right away. No. I won't go right away, Ethan. So nice and warm down here. I guess I ain't hankering to go right up anyway. Matty. What was you going to say, Ethan? Matty. Ethan. What, Ethan? Oh, Matt. Matt, I... Good night, Matt. Good night, Ethan. Hello, Ethan. Supper ready? Most. Oh, Ethan, did you get the glue to mend the pickle dish? Here it is. Oh, Ethan, I'm awful glad you didn't go and forget. I'd have just died. Are you sure we can fix it all right so as it won't show? I'm sure going to try, man. Well, let's fix it right off, Ethan, before supper. As soon as I wash up. We'll lay out an old piece of newspaper on the table and fix it on that, and then we'll have supper, huh, Ethan? I, uh, I... Here's... Here's something I brought you, Matt. Open it up. Oh. Oh, Ethan. It's for pins. It's beautiful, Ethan. Nobody ever gave me a present before. I seen it over to the Widow Holman's place when I was buying the glue. And I told Mrs. Holman she could wrap it right up and put it on the bill with the rest of it. Oh, my, Ethan. My, it's pretty, ain't it? I'm most obliged, Ethan. Well, looks like we might have one more evening, huh? Oh, Ethan. Hmm? Ethan, Zena's coming. Oh, oh, no. Well, Lord, look out the window. Oh, well, now, don't, don't fret me. Ethan, the group. Here, here, here. I'll, I'll hide it. I'll hide it. Ethan, what do we do? Don't fret, don't Ethan, fret. if she ever finds out, I don't know I'll what I'll go down in the night and fix it so she'll never know the difference. Oh, but... It'll be like new, man. Just like new. Just set my bag down here, Jotham. Yes, Zena. Well, Zena, you're home. Jotham, 
Might as well stay for a bite of supper. Uh, Blythe, Jason, but uh, run along down home. Supper's ready, Tina. Well, I ain't. Well, I mean, if you are... I'm going to my room and I ain't coming down. I'm sorry, Zena, if you ain't well. I'll bring you up a bite. I'm going and you stay right here. But, Ethan, you come with me. I've got something to tell you. sicker than you think. Oh, now, I I hope that's not so, Zena. Well, it is so. I got complications. You you know what that means. Complications is nearly always fatal. So it's no time to set yourself against me. I don't aim to set myself against you, Zena. See that you don't. Is that what the new doctor told you? That's what he did. Well, what did he say you should do? First off, he says I oughtn't to do a single thing round the house. That is, unless you want I should die. Of course I don't want you should die. He wants I should have a hired girl. Oh, he does, huh? Hey, uh, I, uh, got Aunt Martha Pierce to find me one right off. Zena, seems to me you're daft on having yourself a regular hired girl. I told you, don't you never say that to me again. I don't want you should set yourself against me, Ethan. Everybody down to Bettsbridge said I was awful lucky to get a girl to come away out here, and I agreed to give her a dollar extra just to make sure. She'll be over on the Bettsbridge local tomorrow. You had a right to tell me if you was going to go and hire a girl. You had a right to talk to me about it first. How could I tell you before I started? How'd I know what Dr. Buck was going to say? Did Dr. Buck say how I was to pay her wages? No, he didn't. Well, I can't. You'll have to send that there new girl right back where she's coming from. Oh, no. I paid the girl half a month in advance out of the cow money and give her a dollar extra, like I said. Well, you get that money back from her and send her a pack in just as soon as she comes. I can't afford it. Oh, I guess we'll make out all right. There'll be Matty's board less, anyhow. What? Why, Ethan Frome, you didn't suppose I wanted you should keep two hired girls, did you? No wonder you were so upset about the expense. Matty Silver ain't a hired girl. She's your own blood relation. No, she's nothing to me. The new girl will be over from Bettsbridge tomorrow, Ethan, and I presume she'll have to have somewheres to sleep. So, uh, Matty has to leave this house tomorrow afternoon. Hello, Matty. Oh, Ethan, I thought I was never going to see you again. Why, Matt? 
Now, what did ever make you go and think that? Well, you wasn't there for breakfast, and I was scared. And then when Jocelyn come and told me you said you was going to town and we wasn't to wait dinner for you. Oh, Ethan, I thought for sure I'd have to leave without seeing you. Oh, no, Matt. Oh, Ethan, you must be just froze and starved. You was down here all night, wasn't you? Yeah, yeah. All night and all day. I, I've been figuring and planning and trying and striving. Maybe things will be straightening out. She said anything more? She ain't said anything at all. I ain't so much as seen her. She's upstairs there and ain't been out of her room all day. Matty? Here she is. Matty? Yes, Zena? There's quite a few things you want to do, you know, and you ain't got a lot of time. Oh, what did she want to do? My room ain't been touched yet. Well, do it right away, Zena. See it you do. And, Matty, there's a huckabuck towel missing. There is? Well, what do you know? Well, I ain't used any but the torn one you give me when I come. Well, it's missing just the same. See it, you find it before you leave. I'll find it, all right, Zena. I'd hate to see that girl run off with one of my best towels. Zena, Maddie's always done her level best for you, and you know it. Well, it ain't enough. Zena. What? Listen to me. I'm listening. It just ain't no use, Zena. For seven years now, I've done all I could for you. And it just ain't no use. And I want you to listen to me now. Zena, I can't go on. I ain't never had a chance here. I mean, like, now, take the opportunities there is out there in the West. I want you to listen to me now. If, if ever I could get out there, I'd be sure of picking up work. Why, I might be able to make as much of my life as the next fellow. I want a chance to make a fresh start. I, I want to get away and go out west and make a fresh start, Zena. What did I do? I'll give you the farm and the mill, Zena. For your own. I'll make them right over to you. What did I do with them? Well, if you couldn't get somebody like now Jotham, he's a good man, or somebody to run them and make them pay, you could sell them and keep the money. Who'd I sell them to? Well... And how'd I eat till I did sell them? Look, Zena, I'll, I'll raise some money for you. Some way. I'll, I'll, I'll borrow something somehow. Uh, to take Andrew Hale. He still owes me something on the spruce. He might pay up a little. You seed him yesterday. What'd you say then? Well, he, he'd give me the feed, all right. Yeah, yeah, but not the money. No, but if I was to tell him we need it bad, right off, for the doctor, if I was to put it up to him like that... Well, he's a kind man and a, a good friend, and he might pay maybe a little cash. Do you suppose Andrew Hay would ever help you run off and desert your poor, sick wife who ain't hardly able to stand up? Andrew Hale, a man who's a deacon in the church, and I don't know what all. Now, would he do a thing like that? Would he, Ethan Frome? No. No, Dina. I don't suppose he would. Hello, ah, Ethan. Zena? Hello, Jotham. Uh, Matty ready? Matty? Would you call him, Zena? Come down here. Bring your satchel. I got the trunk loaded on. Fine. There's no need of waiting anymore. Matty? Here I am, Zena. Good. I'm still worrying about that huckabuck towel. I found it right off. I thought you would if you was a mind to. 
Well, Matty? Well? About uh, ready, Matty? Well, I guess so, Jocelyn. Is it time? Should I go now? That's all, all hitched and waiting. You can go along home now, Jotham. I'm going to drive over myself. I want you should stay here this afternoon, Ethan. Jotham can drive Matty over. I'm going to drive her over myself. I want you should stay here. I don't make a bit of difference to me one way or another. You can go along, Jotham. I'll drive her over. You can wait in the barn, Jotham. Matty be right out. Well, I'm obliged to you, Zena. I'll just wait and see whichever it is. <laughs> Be real interesting to know. I told you I don't want you should set yourself against me today, Ethan. I want you should stay here this afternoon. Don't trouble about it. It ain't trouble. I guess it's little enough. I'm I'm driving you over as far as the flats, Matty. And there ain't no one going to stop me. Oh, my my heart. Oh. First, that pie of yours liked to knock me down, Matt, and now Ethan setting himself against me and getting me all riled inside. I, oh, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Can I get you something, Zena? No, I'll, I'll be all right. Give me that chair. Here you are. I'll just stand up on it and get my stomach pounded. No. No, the, the, I, the cupboard's too high for you. Manage. I oh, should have tried that stomach powder last night when I said I would. I shouldn't never have tried to stand out against a half man like I. Oh. My pickle dish. Oh, Ethan. I want to know who done this. I want to know who done this. I want to know who broke this pickle dish. And Laura Maple's best pickle dish. I, I, I put it up there on purpose and when we was married and it ain't been down once since. Not once except an only come spring cleaning time and I lifted it down myself each year with my own two hands so it should never get broke. I want to know who could have done it. I done it. No, he didn't, Zena. Matty. It ain't Ethan's fault, Zena. I got it down from the top shelf, and I'm the only one to blame for it's getting broke. I don't see why you done it. I don't see how anybody could have done a mean thing like that. I wanted to make the table look pretty. If I'd only listened to what folks is saying, you'd have gone long before now, and this would never, never have happened. You're a no-good girl, Matty Silver, and I've always known it. I was warned against you when I took you in here out of the kindness of my heart. and I tried to keep my nice things where you couldn't get at them. And now you've went and broke the one thing I cared for most of all. <laughs>
I like it up here on this hill with you, Ethan. Me too. What time is it, Ethan? I don't know. We'd ought to go. I feel dizzy, Matt. Like I'd stopped in at the saloon down at Starkfield for a drink to warm me up. We mustn't stay here any longer, Ethan. I just wanted we should stand here a minute, Matty. Remember being here the other night? Seems like it was years ago, don't it? Matt, well, you... What'll you do? Oh, well, maybe I'll get a place in the mills. No, you can't. And if you did, steady standing and heavy lifting nearly done you before. Well, I'm a whole lot stronger than I was, though. And now you're just going to go and throw away all the good being here's done you. Ain't there any of your father's folks that help you? There ain't any of them I'd ask. Matt, you know there's nothing I wouldn't do for you if I could. I know. Matt, if I could have gone somewhere with you, would you have gone with me? Oh, Ethan, Ethan, what's the use? Tell me, Matt. Tell me. I used to think of it sometimes. Summer nights when the moon was shining in my window so bright I couldn't sleep. Long ago as that. Yes, Ethan. Oh, Matt, I'm tied hand and foot. There just ain't anything that I can do. You can write to me sometimes. Oh, what good will writing do? I want to do for you, care for you like you need. I want to put out my hand and, and touch you. I want to be there if you're sick and when you're lonesome. Oh, you mustn't think that what I'll be all right. Lisa. Oh, I wish I was dead. I wished I was. Matt, don't say it. Why shouldn't I say it when it's true and I ain't ashamed? I've been thinking it all night and all day. Matt. And so I want to be dead. Now, you be quiet, Matt, and don't you even think it. Nobody, nobody been good to me but you. Don't go and say that neither, because I, I can't so much as lift my hand well, for you. Well, it's true, all the same. This sled someone left. We was going coasting here tonight, remember? Yes. I'd even took you coasting when you've been wanting to go all winter. Well, of course it wasn't often we got the chance. You know what? We're going down now. Oh, no, Ethan. We can't. Oh, we can't. Yes, we can, too. I guess we can do that, all right. Well, I don't want to go, Ethan. And anyhow, the new girl be waiting in the station. Her train gets in more than an hour before mine, and she'll be waiting. I can't let you go now. I can't. I've got to go, Ethan. I'm not going to leave you. If I miss my train, where I go? Where'll you go if you catch it? And what's the use of either of us going any place now without the other one? Ethan. Ethan, we're going. But where? I want you should take me down with you. Down where? Down the hill, right off. What? On the sled. Down that hill so we'll never, never come up again. Never. What, what do you mean? Right into that big elm down there. Oh, you could do it. You could, what? Ethan, so we'd never have to leave each other anymore. What are you saying? What are you saying? Oh, Matt. Matt. Ethan, 
Where will I go if I leave you? I don't know how I get along alone. You said so yourself. You said I could never do it. And I don't want to. And there'll be that strange girl in the house. And she'll sleep in my bed where I used to lie nights and listen to hear you come up the stairs. I can't go back there. I can't go back to that place. Oh, hurry, Ethan. Hurry. Let's go now. Come on. Come on. Get on the sled here. Yes. Yes, Maddie. We're going down first and together. Yes. Holding each other tight. Yes, Ethan. I want to feel you holding me. Don't be scared, Matt. It ain't going to hurt. It ain't going to hurt at all. We're going to fetch that elm so hard we won't feel anything at all. Except in only each other. Ready? Ready, Ethan. Matt. Matt. Hold me tight, Ethan. I... years ago. Twenty years ago, Ethan Frome said goodbye to the world and to his wife and lay down beside Mattie and pushed the sled over the crest of the hill toward that big elm at the bottom. Twenty years ago, and still, Ethan lives in the same little farmhouse outside Starkfield, and people are not allowed in. Ethan has changed now. There are scars on his face. His hand is paralyzed. He limps. He's returning now from driving the stranger to Corbury and back for one dollar. Lows enough. Did you get that dollar, Ethan? That's what I went for, ain't it? Well, a dollar's a dollar, Ethan. But there ain't a whole lot for driving all the way over to Corbury and back this weather. Another dollar will come handy, won't it? Zena! Zena! I'm coming. Don't you fret. I'm coming. Will you wheel me into the kitchen, Zena? All right, Matty. I want to get warm. All right, Matty. Oh, Zena. You bumped my wheelchair and you hurt. You did that a purpose. No, now, don't say that, Matty. You can't say that when I've been doing what I can for you for 20 years. Well, I wish you hadn't. I wish you'd let me die. Oh, why didn't you let me die that night that carried Ethan and me in here? There you are. It's warmer in here. I'm cold. Here, I'll tuck your blanket in. No, don't you touch me. Zany, you do it. You're so clumsy, you always hurts me. You're worse than a baby, Matty. Well, I can't stand to having them touch me. Oh, ain't you never gonna die, Ethan Frome? The Fromes are tough, I guess. The doctor was saying to me only the other day. Frome, he says, you'll likely touch a hundred.
just heard the best plays production of Ethan Frome by Owen and Donald Davis, starring Geraldine Page with Evelyn Varden and Carl Weber. Here again is your host, drama critic John Chapman. This, to me, has been an absorbing and moving story. A good book, a good play, and I feel some good performances. Our thanks to Miss Page, Miss Varden, Mr. Weber, and their fellow players for bringing it to us. Ethan Frome was transcribed in the Datsun Pro Radio by Robert Senadella. Heard in the cast were Louis Van Ruten as Harmon Gow, Arthur Maitland as Jotham, Lawson Zerby as Dennis, Bill Lipton as Ned, and Jane Webb as Ruth. Best Plays is an NBC production supervised by William Welch and directed by Edward King. Fred Collins speaking. enjoyed that golden age of radio production be sure to follow the riley and kimmy show we feature old-time radio shows from time to time we have archived episodes available right now on our website at rileyandkimmy.com some of them have old-time radio episodes on them please tell your friends about the riley and kimmy show help us grow our social media links are available on our website at rileyandkimmy.com that's r-i-l-e-y and Kimmy, K-I-M-M-Y dot com. If you friend, follow and like us, we will friend and follow you back. Also, be sure to check out our website, events page, and our social media pages for updates where the Riley and Kimmy show will be appearing next. And we're available for your pop culture event and also those that are animal-based, about pets and animals too. We have a spinoff show called Animal Special. So be sure to tell your friends about us. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show, the nerd variety talk show with daily pop culture episodes. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Find archive podcasts of the Riley and Kimmy Show at RileyandKimmy.com.